What up, though? I am KT, and I get the honor of giving you guys the word today. We are in the last week of the book of Joseph. Um, if you have not been with us in previous weeks, the book of Joseph is a book that does not exist. It's not in the Bible. There's no need for you to go look for it. Um, this is a phrase that me and Corey uh, used when we first kindled our relationship to talk about the uh, things that people go by that just are not of the Lord. And if you've been here for many weeks, at this point in time, I'm sure you're asking, well, what is the importance of these small phrases that people go by? Like, is it really that big of a deal that someone says that cleanliness is next to godliness? Yes, it is. If Jesus didn't say it, and it's not in the 66 books, and you live your life by it, there can be an error that takes you in the wrong direction. This week, the phrase that we are going to tackle is, if God wanted it to happen, it would happen. This is a phrase that you normally hear when someone is defeated and they've accepted defeat. They no longer believe that victory is in the cards, so they just say, um, if God wanted it to happen, then it would happen. So I'm no longer expecting for it to happen. I'm no longer expecting for victory. I'm no longer expecting for this good thing that I know that God told me he was going to give me, but I've given up on it because if it's not happening now, then it's just not going to happen. If you can go with me to John chapter 11, I'm going to start with verse 14. I'm going to read down to verse 35. This is probably a fan favorite. This is when Jesus raised Lazarus. So Jesus then told them plainly, Lazarus has died. I'm glad for you that I wasn't there so that you may believe, but let's go to him. Then Thomas called twins, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too so that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem. It's less than two miles away. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. As soon as Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yet even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe you are the Messiah, the son of God who comes into the world. Having said this, she went back and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and he is calling for you. As soon as Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. Hmm. The Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw that Mary got up quickly and went out. They followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb 
to cry there. See, they thought that she was going to cry some more. As soon as Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and told him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Dang, where you hear that from before? When Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who had come with her crying, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. Where have you put him? He asked. Lord, they told him, come and see. Jesus wept. I'm going to stop right there. Have you ever used God to stay defeated? Meaning the loss has already started. And now in a time and in a chance to actually declare victory, you use the name of God to stay defeated. We have used God's name to declare defeat. We have used God's name to shout out our losses. We have declared defeat in the name of God. And God is saying, put some respect on my name. When the men and women of God met God, they did not know his name. So every victory, they would create a name for him in accordance to the victory that they had just experienced. God did not call God Jehovah Jireh. The men and women of God called God Jehovah Jireh because they experienced him as a provider and they didn't know what else to call him so they called him victory God is saying when's the last time you created a name for me because of what I've done for you or are you creating names for me out of your own defeat if God wanted it to happen it would happen my son's team is struggling say the least. My sons are freshmen in high school. They weigh 200 pounds combined. One weighs 98 pounds, one weighs 102 pounds. My sons are very talented, but they weigh 200 pounds combined. And they start on the varsity football team. Is uh yeah he's here. <laughs> my main my main my main man Jeremy and I we talk about this often. There's no way in the world that my son should be starting varsity, no matter what the talent, just because of the health health risk of the fact that there's 210 pound running backs that weigh more than both of them combined. However, they start varsity football. Now in this last game, they went against an undefeated team. And before the game started, the coach went up to them in the huddle and he said, hey, they put their shoes on the same way that we do. They put their shoestrings through the loop and tie them the same way that we do. And then they got it up to say one, two, three nights. And when they were saying nights, one of the kids in the back was like, but yeah, their shoes are way bigger than ours are. Needless to say, six minutes into the game, it was 
but it hit me when I was in the huddle. If you already stopped believing during the speech, defeat is the only thing that you can receive next. It is impossible. I said earlier in the, like a week ago, I said it is difficult, or I said that it is, it is, it is a struggle, or I said it is something. I used a word, but whatever the word I used, I said, if you are already defeated, it is, it is something, whatever it was that I said, to be able to have faith or have victory. And my wife got on the comment and she said, no, it's not, it's not hard. It's not, it's not difficult. It's impossible. If you've already accepted defeat before the fight, it is going to be impossible to win. This is not an episode of Family Matters to where Urkel gets to just swing this long just unnecessary type of swing and defeat and he's going to knock out Goliath that's not the way that Goliath gets knocked out King David was not fearful with his slingshot he didn't close his eyes and hope his faith was strong he expected victory no matter what Goliath looked like If you've already accepted defeat, then you've accepted fear. I'm talking fear. That's my first point. I'm talking fear. Kendrick said it like this. He said, I'm talking fear. I know y'all ain't think y'all was going to hear a Kendrick verse. Fear of losing loyalty from pride because my DNA won't let me involve in the light of God. I'm talking fear. Fear that my humbleness is gone. I'm talking fear. Fear that love ain't living here no more. I'm talking fear. Fear that is wickedness or weakness. Fear. Whatever it is, both is distinctive. I know y'all gonna go get that Kendrick album right after I get done preaching. My man was spitting. I'm talking fear, y'all. Let's look at Mary and Martha. What kind of people were they? We have some, some instances of Mary previous to this encounter that we have with Jesus. Mary was the person that was laying at his feet, expecting every word that came out of his mouth to be gold. Mary was the one that went forth with Jesus any time that she could, and she would sit right at his feet. Every word that come out of your mouth, Lord, I am here to accept. Mary was the one that said, I'm going to allow for my tears to wipe off your feet. I'm going to take my hair and I'm going to wipe it off with that. I'm going to let my worship change the experience and the aroma of the room. This was the Mary that we knew. Martha. Martha was a servant. Every experience that you see with Martha and Jesus outside of this experience that we're talking about now, Martha was doing something that really, really didn't have anything to do tangibly with the Lord, but it was tangibly being done so that the Lord could be comfortable in another way. The first time we have an experience with her, she's asking God or asking Jesus, hey, can you kind of tell Mary to uh, get up? Help me clean up around this, Joan. Uh, it's kind of our customs to make sure that you're comfortable. I get it. But there's some things around this house that's supposed to be done, too, according to the customs. She's so wrapped up with you that she ain't doing what she's supposed to be doing. The next opportunity that we have to see her outside of this one, everybody else is eating, but she cooking. She's getting the plates ready. She's churning the butter. 
But how do we see them in this instance? Let's go back. It says, Jesus came. He found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now, Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. It's about two miles. Many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, this is the one that normally would have just been chilling, said, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. And it made me ask myself, if the one who always is in the presence of Jesus, in this instance, decides to stay in the house, what happened? I can't see her just specifically staying in the house for no reason. What happened to her faith? You've seen what she said when she actually got into the presence of Jesus. So this is the way that it would go. When somebody would die, they would bury the same day. And then there would be seven days of mourning. So on the first day of mourning, the real people would show up. So the people that's in your contacts show up day one. And they stand in, in, in groups of 10. So if it's 30 people, it would be three rows of 10 people there to actually comfort you while you mourn. And that would happen every single day. So the first day, it would be your really close people. The people you rock with. The second day, that's when like, Maybe like the other people at the church will come. The people that really ain't in your contacts, but they've seen you. They really hurt for the fact that you're gone and they're comforting that person. The third day would be the people who kind of felt like they should have came the second day, but they knew so many people were going to be there the second day. They didn't want to overwhelm you. So they decided to come on the third day on the fourth day. That's when your Facebook friends show up. The people that never seen you before in life, but they liked a couple of posts, and now they see that someone else is actually mourning for the fact that you're gone, and according to the customs only, only because of the customs of the time shall I come see you. So what happened on the fourth day was Jesus showed up. Mary had got so accustomed of mourning and being comforted by other people that she didn't get up to go see Jesus. Brings me to my second point. These ain't even your day ones. Just imagine this. A person on your Facebook friends list is in front of you and you're so accustomed to allowing for somebody else to hear your problems. What I'm saying is you go to other things instead of going to Jesus when something's wrong. So now you on Facebook in front of somebody that's not even your day one. And because they giving you comfort, you don't want to go see the Lord. This ain't even your day ones. Martha was like, get out the way. Jesus is here. Mary was like, no, 
I'm going to stay here and get comforted by my day fours. My day fours, Julian. They don't even know my name. They can't even tell my wife it's Kenny Thomas. They just know it's KT. They don't even know me by my government. But she just stayed. No, not for the day fours. When fear has entered in, your expectation changes. It goes from believing to just the what if. This is why you see Martha and Mary with the what if. Lord, if you would have been here. God, if you wanted it to happen, it would have happened. If you really wanted to be here and you would have been here on time. Death wouldn't even be taken over like it is. My life wouldn't look the way it do. My marriage wouldn't look the way it is. My finances wouldn't be as bad as they are. I wouldn't be addicted the way that I am. I wouldn't be struggling like I am. I wouldn't have a problem with depression the way it is. If you wanted it to be that way, if you could have showed up a little bit earlier, However, I didn't even come when I knew you was here. Somebody else had to experience you personally and then come tell me that you out here like I ain't know that in the first place. Because I was too consumed by my day fours. Because of the way my day ones went, the way it felt when I was comforted when I was mourning by the day ones and the day twos and the day threes. Now I'm cool with being comforted by people on Facebook. Now I'm all right with going to Instagram with my problems. Now I'm all right with making a tweet and thinking that this person is actually going to fulfill the issues that's in my life. You're literally looking for day fours to change your peace. It ain't even your day ones. It ain't the people that's been rocking with you since you was born. You don't even really know where these people live. These people don't even have a location on. You don't know if this is a dude or a girl. People catfishing our peace. Catfishing our joy. You going to Facebook? Giving God secondhand praise. He didn't did something to you and he find out that you excited about it because you posted it on Facebook. You ain't even said nothing to him yet. When you have stopped believing in the word of God, you would rather be comforted as a mourner. They were professional comforters. Am I right, Corey? If 10 people didn't know you, they would call the professional comforters. They would call 10 people that was really good at crying on the spot. I'm not lying to y'all. They would call 10 people that was good at crying on the spot, and they would send those people to your house. When she came to the place and she was weeping, and it says that Jesus seen that the other people was weeping, why do you think he was troubled? This is your day fours crying. They don't even know you. You out here crying with professional mourners. Why though? 
We ain't talking about KT. We talking about Mary. I ain't in the Bible. She is. She was going hard in the paint. It said that her aroma changed the room. She cried on his feet and wiped it with her hair. I don't even got no hair, Julian. I'd have to wipe it off with my jacket. But this is the reason why. This is the reason why. Brings me to my third point. I'm going to get you all out of here quick. What have you buried? No, we ain't even going to go there yet. I was walking, and I seen, um, I've, I've, tur- <laughs> I've turned my life around these last two weeks, and I actually like nature now. So I used to, uh, I used to litter a lot, and I didn't really care about the Lord's world. And these last, like, two weeks, three weeks, I really, like, fell in love with nature. Like, I literally go to spaces, and I just look out into the sky for hours, just meditate, love on the Lord, right? And in that, I've literally learned to love the earth. And I was walking a couple days ago, and I seen this, this, this leaf helicopter out of control. But I watched the wind blow the leaf off the branch. And then I watched the leaf helicopter out of control. So when I got home, I just searched leaves. Is it leaves? I know how to say Jesus in Hebrew, but don't know how to say leaves. Ain't that something? He only helped me, he only helped me with one subject, religion. So what I found was trees are one of the most disrespectful, nutrient-giving things in the world. Trees are very selfish. So what a tree will do is, a tree will give you something according to what the season is or what the condition is. So a tree in Ohio act completely different than a tree in Florida. And this is why the leaves in Florida don't turn colors like the trees in Ohio. So what happens is, according to the condition, when a leaf gets into like a fall, winter type weather, the tree just pretty much be like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and worry about me from now on, and I'm not going to give you anything going forward. And then what a leaf has to do, because it's connected to the tree, is it has to hold on for dear life until it dies. Some of us have been connecting ourselves to people who decided some time ago that I'm only going to love you according to the condition of the season. And anytime that season changed, I'm going to start loving me and me alone. And now here you go, holding on with dear life anytime, any type of wind or any type of season or any type of condition change and then there you go spinning out of control on your way to the ground if you won't connect yourself to the source that is capable of loving you in season and out of season all you're gonna see yourself doing is spinning out of control fear will allow for you to connect yourself to something knowing that it will only love you for two seasons. A leaf in Ohio don't got no choice. We're going to repeat this every year. I'm going to hold on for dear life until fall. And then you can tell by looking at me that I'm dying. Holding on to dear life. No choice but to wait until I've fallen out of control.
only to be trampled on. That which was beautiful in the spring walked on in the fall. What have you buried? So Mary and Martha, they didn't actually go to Jesus. I didn't know that. I should have sat down with Corey earlier. When it says that they sent unto him, I just naturally thought that they went to him. But when you were a woman, the last thing you're going to do is walk two miles by yourself in a place where people lay in wait to rape, pilgrimage. I don't know why I said pilgrimage. I don't know if that go with what I'm talking about or not. Pilfer. That's why you're here. pilgrimage that's gonna be on the uh the awards <laughs> help me jesus so mary and martha would have sent word to jesus they would have sent a messenger to jesus the messenger would have gotten there and said hey mary and martha said that the one that you love is sick that was their prayer it wasn't the one that you loved is sick, come quick. It wasn't the love, the one that you loved is in trouble, fix it. It wasn't the one that you love, I, I feel like it's, it's Friday. Craig's in trouble, come quick. <laughs> All they wanted him to know was the one that you loved is sick. Jesus' response to the messenger was, this will not end in death. While they're waiting for the messenger to come back, they're watching Lazarus die. The Bible says that he came four days after Lazarus died. But it said that he said he was going to wait two days from the original conversation, which means that while the messenger was walking back to give the message, Lazarus was dying. When they would have got back with the message, Lazarus would have either been dead already or dying day of. Just imagine you went to God and petitioned. And God's word came back to you that this is not going to end up in death, but you're watching death. You're watching the death of your marriage. You're watching the death of your relationship with your children. You're watching the death of your church. You're watching the death of your finances. Your house looks like death, but the word of God says it's not going to die. What did they do? They wrapped it up and they buried it. How many things has God told you that's going to live? And because it didn't look like what you thought it was supposed to look like, you wrapped it up in grave clothes, put it into an actual tomb, covered it up, and said, no, forget what you said, God. I can see it. It's dead. Lord, I know what your word said, but it's dead. If I'm stranded on the side of the road, and Corey says, I'm coming to get you. Not Jesus. Corey says, I'm coming to get you. I'm not leaving my vehicle. 
Because I believe that he's coming eventually. If Jesus says it's not going to die, why would they cover it up, bury it, move it, have a funeral for it? Just because it stopped breathing. We trust people more than we trust God. And God is saying, put some respect on my name. When have I left you? When have I said something was going to happen? I said it was going to happen and it didn't happen. Yeah, you said I said some stuff that I didn't say and it didn't come to fruition. But when did I say something? And it didn't happen. I believe that Mary was upset that Jesus didn't come to Mary. And she was with her day fours. And she decided to herself, I'm going to stay right here until he come to me. But where did Jesus stop? He stopped where they buried the dead. Jesus stopped on the outside of town. That's where the body would have been. Jesus is waiting for you to come where you buried it. You want your peace back? Come back to where you buried it. Stop running away from the things that have caused you to be upset. Go directly to where the issue is. That's where I'm at. I'm at where death was. I can't give you death over there because death is here. Stop being scared of this area. Come to the area where you wrapped it, where you buried it, where you covered it. I was molested when I was a kid. I didn't know it until I was an adult. It was buried. It was covered. It put dead, we put dead wrappings around it. We put it in a grave. We put a rock on top of it. I didn't realize until I was praying for someone else in an adult stage. But when I got to it, God said, come out. God is waiting for your come out moment. Let's unwrap that dead thing. Let's unwrap that thing that's been keeping you away from your peace, keeping you away from your joy. Your day fours won't do it. Your day threes can't do it. Your day twos can't do it. Your day ones don't have power. All they will keep you in is the what if. But God is a God of if. Take me to where you buried it. Take me to what you watched pass away. Take me to what hurt you. Take me to the time when you gave up on hope. Take me to the place where you lost it all. Take me to the place to where you buried your peace. Your peace. Take, take me to the place. Because I want to resurrect what you buried. I'm going to wrap this up. Jesus, when he was a child, we all know the story when uh, his parents left him. They went all the way back to Nazareth, only to recognize that he all the way back in Jerusalem. So they walk 
days, at least two. At least two days to get back to where Jesus was. But when they got to the city, they still didn't know where he was. So then they searched around for him. They finally found him in the temple. And when they found him in the temple, they went to talk to him about how they felt. About how it felt to know that he was gone and they didn't know where to find him. And his response was simple. He said, didn't you not know? that I would be in my father's house? Why are you looking for me in all the wrong places? It's sad enough that you had to take a two days journey to come back. But just imagine walking for two days and getting to a place and then searching a city for a place. I mean, searching the whole city for your son only to find him in the place that he would have been in the first place. I say all that to say this. Stop looking for Jesus in places that you know he's not going to be. It's disrespectful for you to go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, asking for prayers. Go directly to the source. You know where he is. Open your Bible before you open your phone. God is ready to resurrect the thing that you thought was dead. It says Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. The dead thing didn't question Jesus. It just came out. Do you have the faith that when the dead thing comes out, you'll unwrap it. That you'll take off the grave clothes that you put on. And this is the reason why. It's verse 45. Yes, you get back that thing that you buried. But those professional mourners that came, it said many of the people who were there believed in Jesus after that. There's people that you're connected to that are waiting for your resurrection for them to believe. 